This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Heck, you can even submit ideas for future shows. Now, everybody, retirement is often pitched as a sort of be-all, end-all. You work for years and years, you sock money away, you make plans, and then one day, boom, you leave the office for the last time. Now, what happens from there? Well, it's nothing but golf, walks on the beach, and trips to all those places you've been (laughs) meaning to visit, right? Now, of course, all that looks good on a website or in a brochure or in some movie or something, but that kind of retirement isn't for everyone. In fact, a lot of my clients express a desire for something different. Some of them, they don't want to retire at all because they find happiness and purpose in their work. And many of us want to keep working just less often. So on today's show, we're going to look at retirement alternatives. But before we jump any further into the wonderful world of retirement, let me introduce Tony Shore, who is almost retired because they say if you do what you love, it's like never working a day in your life. And I can only imagine (laughs) there's nothing you love more than doing the show with me, Tony. That's uh, so true. You nailed it. (laughs) Seriously. uh, They say if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And that is true for me. I'm one of the fortunate ones. Uh, I get to do what I love. Uh, I get to do voiceover work and radio and get to do the show with you each week, Matt, which is awesome. I have to say, I love it. We have a lot of fun on the show and, uh, we have a lot of fun before and after the shows too, uh, we do. <laughs> uh goofing around, uh, playing with our special effects and, you know, whoops, <laughs> I, I tripped over something what did you do. I tripped, but, uh, you know what, uh, you've got a good one lined up for us before we get into it though. How have you been, Matt? Have you been busy or what's going on over there? Yeah, I've been busy. I've been busy, you know, office stuff, of course. Uh, and then all my favorite hobbies. I, I just do a lot of different things. So it keeps me busy no matter what, even, even if somehow work was never busy, I'd still always be busy. Well, I know you, you're that type of guy. You, You stay busy and you love to get outside. And of course it's a beautiful time of year. Of course, uh, we know you as Captain Matt, uh, but I, I imagine this time of year, you're probably not out on the boat too much. No, no, boat's pretty much done for the year. Sure. You know, where we're at. If Maybe if I lived in Florida, it would be a different situation, but then I'd live in Florida. Yeah. And I'm, I'm <laughs> and, a Northeast guy. I'm a yeah. Northeast guy, so I, I'm happy to visit there. Sure. Um, no, but yeah, the boat's pretty much done for the year. It's still floating. It'll come out next week. Yeah. But right now, actually, I hope it's still floating by next week. We got a huge nor'easter coming through Oh, up where we are. And as we speak, it's starting up and there's big waves already 
kicking up out there. The winds are picking up. Supposed to get something like four to eight inches of oh, rain or something ridiculous. The nor'easter. Now, what's the Billy yeah. Joel song? The Downeaster Alexa? Yes, correct. That yeah. is the name of that song. Yeah, I love and, that one. Uh, yes. You and I have talked about that song before, too. And speaking of what we've talked about before, jumping back onto our topic for our listeners today, uh, on previous shows, you've talked about uh, the presumption. We've talked about this. Everybody wants to practically sprint out of the office the minute they either turn 62 or 65 so mm-hmm. they can begin immediately enjoying that retirement that, you know, the one we all see in the stock photos from the retirement ads with the yes. with the gray-haired couple that looks like they might be 55 uh, holding hands, walking along the beach. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, many people don't want that stereotypical retirement for numerous reasons, and everybody's situation is different, right? Absolutely right, Tony. Now, there was a great Kiplinger article great jobs for retirees. Now I know I use that word twice in that sentence. Great. But I think it's a really, really great topic that we were kicking on here because not working is not for everybody. Now it highlights the fact that many retirees want to keep working once they've left their careers. So generally it's in something more low key or casual perhaps in their career had been. Now the article does note some retirees want to keep working because they need a little extra money. That's fine. But for a lot of people, it's just that money's a bonus because they're mainly looking to stay active and engaged. And either way, no one's judging you on it, right? Either you need the money or you need it to keep your brain going, your life going. Now, the first gig a retiree may want to consider, according to this article, adjunct professor. Now, there's a lot of colleges, universities, they're looking for professionals to share their experience, wisdom with students. And some schools require a master's degree for adjuncts. Others only require a four-year degree or uh, professional experience. Now, to me, this is a really exciting way to put a capstone on your career. I mean, you spent decades building up your experience, so why not share what you've learned with eager young people while putting a few bonus bucks in your bank account at the same time? Yeah, if you're going to work in retirement, that's a good one. I mean, I, I you know, I think of uh, a lot of professors that I've known. There are a lot of great, passionate professors out there, and I think students, though, really sit up and pay attention when somebody with real world experience comes in and gives them that insider's perspective. So if you, oh, yeah. you can go in and talk to classes about what you've done throughout your career, uh, that's awesome. It really is. And it's the same kind of avenue here, K to 12 level, another excellent option for a lot of retirees. So some school districts, it depends on where you are in the country, but, you know, retirees, Become an ideal solution to the dilemma of finding quality, even substitute teachers. You know, some districts hire substitutes directly, some outsource it, and it, it does vary state to state and sometimes even district to district. But substitute teachers don't always need a teaching certificate. So just check out your local school's district's website, more information on their hiring practices. And, you know, a, a, just like working as an adjunct professor, I think substitute teaching provides retirees with a unique opportunity to share what they learned in their profession with kids who are eager to learn more about what's waiting for them after they graduate. And it's a lot different, you know, and no disrespect to full-time teachers, but it's a lot different. You see, you know, if you go to a career day, the way kids engage you with the questions and the things they're interested in, it's a really great way to keep kids engaged in their future. Yeah, there you go. And there, you know, who knows, maybe you'll inspire a young person out there to pursue that same career you had and you spent so many years enjoying. I like the thought or, of that. Or, to, or save them from the career you had, yeah. depending on how you feel <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids, don't throw your lives away in radio. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> no. <laughs> Another one. Here's one completely different tact here. Patient advocate. It's oh. another post-retirement job to consider. Now, this one's pretty intriguing because you can make some extra money while doing some quantifiable good for other people. Uh, you know, the, the name pretty much says it all. You advocate for patients. You'll spend your time uh, helping people get their medical needs and wishes taken care of. And general patient advocates, they charge between $150 and $400. They carry somewhere between 10 to 20 clients. There is a website you can check out for more info on this one. It's called healthadvocateresources.com that you might want to check if that sounds like it's something you might be interested in. Wow. Healthadvocateresources.com sounds good. And, you know, and, and we've talked, that's one actually I never heard of or thought of, but um, you've talked before on the show about retirees who want to keep working uh, part-time, uh, but they want to do something that feels they, it benefits their community. And obviously working as a patient advocate would fit that bill. Yeah, I certainly would. Uh, here's another one. I think this, again, let's, we're going to keep changing tax here. Uh, working as a tour guide. And it could, this one could be oh, particularly exciting. That would be fun. You know, I, yeah, when I talk with people who are passionate about travel, it seems most of them have a go-to destination. You know, national parks, historical sites, the great cities of Europe, a lot more. Now, if you have a place you love and can't get enough of, why not put that enthusiasm to work by sharing it with other people? You know, especially if you live near a historical site, maybe it's operated by the National Park Service. You could become a licensed tour guide through the Association of Licensed Battlefield Guides. Whoa. Right? I wouldn't there know is that such even a existed. thing? Yeah. <laughs> now, only those who are licensed may serve as formal tour guides at Gettysburg, which is a pretty phenomenal place. There's a It's thick in history there. Now, depending on the place where you're invested or even, I should say, interested in serving as a tour guide, there are varying certification requirements. Some have none. Others require you pass a test. So depending on your you know, interest, how much you want to invest into that endeavor, uh, you can visit the National Federation of Tourist Guide Associations at nftga.com to find out more. Now, understand, we don't have any benefit of telling you about these uh, websites except to help you maybe find something you want to do in retirement. Yeah, I think that's neat. I think that's a, that's a good one. And a lot of our listeners might be interested in doing that in retirement. So thanks for that info. Uh, let's keep things rolling, Matt. Uh, I want to keep it going because it, so far you've detailed how retiring doesn't always mean you're done working. It just means you're more in control of how and when you work and, and what you do. So what do you have for us next? Well, I like your idea of keeping things rolling instead of bringing them to a screeching halt as I am prone to do. <laughs> yeah, we've done that. We're both pretty good at that on the show. If, for our so regular no, like, listeners, they know. So that article, the next one, is suggest there's a number of employment options at national parks, but not just as a tour guide, like we were just talking about. There, you know, A lot of states have outstanding park systems that provide similar job opportunities as national parks. You know, don't forget also this. You know, summer camps, resorts, lodges. You know, just think about that. Images of friendly forest rangers are often one of the first things that pop into our minds when we think about national parks. But there's a number of lesser known, but certainly no less important jobs that make our favorite parks hum. You know, there's hotel clerks, gift shop workers, cooks, servers, more. And numerous parks, national, state, a lot of them have 
numerous uh, openings after college age workers have returned to school in the fall and some even provide lodging or free hookups if you have an rv what a great way to combine savings with increased earning opportunities and doing something you love yeah i think that would be a great job for retirees who who love the uh, national parks and state parks uh, my wife uh, her summers between uh, college years in college uh, in the summers that she had off she worked at Estes State Park in oh, yeah, Colorado. In Colorado. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful park. Beautiful. Oh, absolutely. And Glacier Glacier National Park uh, up there. Just yeah. awesome. She loved it. And uh the pictures she has from when she's in college from there are just great. You know. Yeah, that and, is that is not an ugly place to work. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh she really enjoyed it. And and hanging out in a national park while making a little extra cash. That's going to appeal to a lot of people, and I, I think retirees as well as college kids. When those college kids leave, like you say, those jobs are open. So I, oh, yeah. I like that one. What do you have for us next? Well, this one may not appeal to everyone, but I can tell you from personal experience, it's absolutely necessary, and there's a need. Youth sports officials or referees. Oh, great <laughs> youth way to get out of the officials. house on a regular basis. Uh, I'd say. If you're worried about those viral videos you see, you're probably better off in a volunteer position um, because, you know, the, a lot of people do, you know, like Little League and stuff like that. They are getting better about putting up signs saying, you know, these people are volunteers. Uh, so you mean the guys I, I throw my folding chair at during the soccer game when they call? Well, it depends. Is when that a travel foul, soccer? Is it travel soccer? Because if it's travel soccer. soccer, they're getting paid. Yeah, and and I, they should be held to a higher standard, perhaps. <laughs> Folding chairs. <laughs> Offsides. <laughs> I throw my chair at the, is it wrong to throw a folding chair at the I'm kidding. I've never done that. But I have seen those parents and I've seen those videos oh my gosh. misbehaving at their kids' little league game or soccer games or what what have you. Uh those are those are crazy, but that doesn't happen that often. Um, no, it doesn't. And it, while it can happen, it can happen really anywhere. You know, no matter what sure. you do, you're going to come across someone who's not happy with what's happening there. Right. Uh, right. And uh, I, I, if you're a good ref, if you're a good ref and you're invested one, you're going to communicate to the people that's enough and they'll probably yeah. stop. And if yeah. not, you know, you go on about your game. But uh, there's a lot of a lot of the schools, a lot of the organizations, they may provide training, mentoring that'll help you get certified. Wow. And it's a, honestly, it's a great way to stay active. Yeah. You know, it's like you're, you're working out, you're moving up and down a field, you're outside, uh, and you're helping kids in, in that situation. Uh, any of those, I, I don't know a single sport that isn't looking for more refs or, um, well, or officials. So, well, yeah, I just saw a story, a news story on television. Uh, and this is across the globe. This one was about the local area I live in. But I've seen national uh, there's been national news stories about critical shortages of sports officials for mm -hmm. youth, youth sports. Uh, so getting certified won't just bring in some extra money. That'll have a direct positive impact on the kids in your community or volunteer, because uh, that is important. And we want our kids to stay active. And I think just like um, the arts, like band programs, sports programs are critical to our our youth. Yeah. If you did anything in sports, it's a great, I know, I know a lot of people from working age to retirees that are putting somewhere between 200 and $600 a week in their pocket yeah. officiating sports yeah. games. So it's, awesome. it's, a, it's a great way to combine work with pleasure. Um, now here's another one. I think that's super helpful. And it's another one of those ones that kind of helps you give back tutoring, you know, uh, you're going to help out kids in the community. 
and you might be able to, you know, you can do it as a volunteer. My father-in-law volunteers. He volunteers as a math tutor. Um, but you can also do it for extra money. Uh, if you're an engineer, you use math every day. Maybe you were a math teacher or something. You know, you might be able to work as a math tutor. Maybe you're really, you're, you had a hobby like playing some sort of a musical instrument or painting or something that, like that. You may be able to find that you can use what you've learned. Reach out to your school district. See if they keep a list of tutors or advertise on social media. Sure. And tutoring, that strikes me as something that could potentialist, potentialist? That's, that's, a, there's another one of our new words. Yep. Yep. It's well, like relasting ship. Relasting ship. You had that one the other day, but tutoring strikes me as it seriously is something that could potentially be tremendously rewarding, helping a kid struggling with math, gain more confidence and all thanks in part to your work. Uh, that would be a great feeling. Yeah. I, I, and let's face it. Mo most kids just aren't going to be able to get if they're struggling with something, no matter how, me how much support they get in school, they still have other classes going on. So if you can help a kid outside of school struggling in one of those uh, things, you're really going to see them come along and you're going to be able to find that thing they need the way they're going to learn best. It's, I think that's an incredibly rewarding one. Yeah. Um, now, here's one that may be just certainly more rewarding for the person doing it. And we've talked we touched on this in other shows. Working as an usher, theater, arts venue, stadiums, another great job for a lot of older folks. In a lot of cases, ushers are paid, and that's an addition, getting to see the ball game, the concert, the performance for free. Now, in other cases, especially a lot of like the nonprofit venues, ushers are unpaid, but you still get to see a show that normally might cost as much as $150 or $200 a ticket. Now, if you're a theater buff, working even as an unpaid usher is going to have some financial benefits. Well, yeah. In fact, that is another job my wife had in high school. I always wanted to work at a movie theater to get free movies. But uh, if you work at a theater that shows has shows like a like a, a venue, um, then you get to go to concerts for free. I, that's what I want to do in retirement. I want to work at the you know the venues so I can go to all the shows. That would be fun. But I, I have a transition here. How common is it for retirees to take a part time job in childcare? What about that? Uh, well, according to this article, it's definitely becoming more common. Okay. Um, retirees who still have the energy for it, of course, can charge $15 or more an hour for babysitting. Uh, in some big cities like New York and Washington, it can be you know, $40 an hour or more. You know, uh, you can promote yourself on community bulletin boards. There's sites like care.com, sittercity.com. There's a lot of parents out there who would, I think, feel way more comfortable leaving their kids with an older person rather than a teenager. True. I mean, uh, a seven, I, I just have to jump in. A 70 year old babysitter is a lot less likely to be distracted by Instagram or TikTok and their phones <laughs> than a 15 year old sitter. But I will say you said $15 an hour. You're going to have to, I would need in order to do childcare, I'd need about $500 an hour to do child. Well, see, then that one's not going to be for you. You just keep <laughs> doing what you're doing, Tony. <laughs> So what's next? Animal lovers. You can get a great side hustle, pet sitter, dog walker. Uh, you know, people as people are returning to the office as we're coming out of this COVID-19 thing, a lot of people are going to be nervous about leaving those new pets behind who, you know, people have been nearly permanent in their presence for the last year or two. Dog walkers, they generally charge somewhere between $10, $30 an hour. You can charge as much as $50 a day for pet sitting probably want to check in local codes or things like that if you're going to have them 
at your place how sure. many animals you're allowed to have or see what your neighbors are like. But you can walk more than one dog at a time. Uh, so if you get good at it and you have a nice little pack of dogs, you can earn yourself a pretty penny doing dog walking. Wow. Yeah. And again, and again, get a little exercise out of the deal. There's a website, rover.com. You can advertise services for your four-legged friends on that website. That's awesome. I like that one. And you, you see these, uh, you know, especially around the big cities, New York and Chicago, there's people walking all the little dogs. They have like 10, yeah. 15 leashes at once and they're going down, <laughs> yeah. the, they're being pulled down the sidewalk. I picture that, but that would be fun if you like animals. Uh, that's a good way to make some some good money. Um, you know, and uh, there's a double whammy. I mean, you know, you're staying active, plus yep. you get to spend time with your furry pals. I like that. All while getting paid. Yeah, there's not a lot of part-time jobs that come with wagging tails. <laughs> that's true. Now, how about this? If your professional life included lots of writing and design, you may want to consider putting those skills to use on a freelance basis. You know, media companies, corporations, I don't know, nonprofits, they're frequently recruiting freelancers for various writing, editing, design tasks. Rates there are anywhere between $30 and $70 an hour. Mm. You can check out, you know, freelancewriting.com, uh, freelancewritinggigs.com, freelancer.com. As you can see, those dot coms are pretty packed. Maybe you can even suggest some more creative dot com names for them. <laughs> That might earn you a pretty penny. Yeah. Well, freelancing is a big thing. A lot of side hustles out there, but especially for people in retirement. Uh, what's out there for photographers? Because I know a lot of uh, older folks and seniors uh -huh. who photography has become a real passion. Yeah, especially now with digital cameras and everything. Yep. Not, you know, you don't have to spend all your time in a dark room. Right. Uh, if you're an enthusiastic shutterbug, you can sell images to stock photography sites like Getty Images, iStock, Shutterstock. Those sites do require you to apply to become a con con contributor by submitting samples. But once you're accepted, you can begin earning a little bit of money. I haven't done a deep dive to see exactly how much money can be made there. But heck, if you're putting in those pictures and even if you're selling them, even some of your not so great ones that would be accepted there might tie in to another thing I want to talk about. And what if, you know, what if you're really good at, say, um, you know, pottery, or you uh, make some of the finest birdhouses in the land. How about instead of just giving away that stuff free as gifts, why not hit up a local craft show or a community festival? You know, remember the point of jobs we've been talking about today isn't to come anywhere close to providing the same level of income you had pre-retirement. It's about doing something you'll get a kick out of while making some extra money. So maybe those pictures that you don't sell to, you know, Getty, you can, ha you know, you can frame and sell when alongside some of the other stuff, or that's your booth at one of those fairs. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. My grandpa always uh, called it walking around money, a little extra cash in the yeah. pocket, right? Yeah. You know, if you're building, say those birdhouses, if you find joy in it, you can make enough money to cover a couple dinners, a few matinees each month. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, especially that's good walking around money. Well, right? and you, you know, know what? I bet you're really good. You'd be great at building birdhouses. You're handy. I am good at building birdhouses. I can see Bat you doing this. I build a lot of things. I do enjoy Bat building houses. Things. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> That's true. They are. Yeah, I do build. Yeah, I build bad houses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, here's one. This one's this one from the article. A little sketchy to me, depending on which side of this you're on. But it's always a possibility. Um, retirees with scientific or medical backgrounds may be particularly intrigued by participating in medical trials. 
No, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you're on the research, like, you know, administration side. Uh, you'll now you're not going to only help scientists and medical professionals with data and insights. You'll also put some serious money in your pocket. Study payments range anywhere from a couple hundred bucks to as much as four thousand dollars. Now, again, I'm not saying go <laughs> volunteer to test out, you know, new new drugs and see if you grow an extra limb or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, you want to be, uh, I, I would suggest if this is the one you're going to look in that you're not on the test T side. Um, now yeah. there are a fair number of medical trial scams floating around out there. So yeah, do your homework careful. a little bit on this yeah. one. There's clinicaltrials.gov. It's a good place to start, but I'm, I'm mentioning this one cause it's in, it's in the article, but it's one I don't, I just feel weird about talking yeah. about. But I wouldn't recommend if you're on that the right side. If you're on the right side of it and it is a real thing, $4,000 isn't a bad thing for not that long of work. Right. But there is, there's a risk reward with that job. So yeah. Yeah. You want to make sure you're on the research side of that one. Yeah. Not the testy side. Yeah. How, 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 okay. Let's change gears. You like what I did here. You're going to like what I did here in a mm -hmm. second. What if you love to still get behind the wheel and hit the road? Like oh, see, yeah. change yeah. gears, hit the road, get <laughs> behind the wheel. There's a lot of good options there. You know, if you have a clean car, friendly demeanor, maybe you work for Uber or Lyft, could be a great option. You have to, you know, you still have to be pretty good at making people happy. I don't know if you've seen those videos, but, and be yeah. careful. Uh, you can, but you can work as much or as little as you want, where you want. You can choose the rides you take. You determine how long your shifts are. Uh, you do need your own car. You knew you do need to be able to pass a criminal background check for this one. I wish all the people that got into the cars had to do the same thing. Yeah, really. Um, but uh, and don't forget, you're completely on the hook for gas maintenance, uh, maintenance expenses, insurance because you're technically an independent contractor. Sure, sure. I've known a couple people who are you know seniors who have actually done that and like it. It depends on where you're at, who you are. That that's for sure. Uh, you know. And if you don't want to mess with all the tech-driven apps like Uber and Lyft, you can find a part-time job driving shuttles for hotels. Uh, that's where I see, and car dealerships. I see a yeah. lot of, in fact, pretty much every hotel shuttle driver or at the car dealership where I get my oil change or car work done, if they have to give me a shuttle ride to work, it's almost always a senior. And even delivering cars is another option. That's oh, a great yeah. way to get to see some places you've never been, get a car somewhere, get paid, and kind of get That's a vacation awesome. out of the deal. Um, now, here's another one. Go back to schools. Driving school bus. You know, it's if a you're huge shortage right free, now. Yeah, there, there's so few drivers available. Yeah, they, A lot of places, because of things going on, have had to add more buses to their routes. Uh, the buses aren't as crowded as they were, which is a good thing. You often earn more than $20 an hour. And if you drive buses for field trips, sometimes you get a ticket for the destination venue, or you can tell them that you want one if they need a bus driver. Uh, you know, there's, we just said, there's a critical shortage in a lot of yeah. places for these. Yeah. So uh, get, keep an eye out for that one. If that's something that you don't think you wouldn't mind doing, there's a lot of opportunities there. Well, just make sure you think it through first though, Matt, because even if you love spending time with your grandkids or kids, 
it probably pales in comparison to a school bus packed front to back with energetic and talkative kids, right? Yeah, sure would. <laughs> sure. I, I've got one. There's a lot of those side gig driving things and delivering things. Those sure. are all options. You know, you can shop for people, DoorDash, all the Instacart, all these oh, other yeah, ones. Yeah, shopper. Yeah, personal yeah. shopper for people. I want to mention this one last, uh, though, before we, you know, I you know we're kind of getting on on the time here. So yep. I want to make sure we get this one in before we, okay. we wrap this up. I've got a lot of friends who own restaurants. And if there's ever been a critical shortage anywhere, it's in the service industry right yes. now. There, yep. there are so many places that, you know, especially like chef owners who just are struggling yeah. to do anything in their life besides be there every shift from, you know, all week long because they're just down servers. Uh, what a great opportunity for any senior who's looking for a couple extra bucks. There is such a critical shortage and they need reliable people. You don't have the same, you know, now maybe you don't want a full-time job. Maybe you just, maybe you want lunches. A lot of people have trouble filling lunch shifts, fill those shifts. You can sometimes fill the shifts that these, that people who rely on this for their sole source of income don't always want to work the less, lesser shifts. You can still get out there, get the extra money and pick up some of those spots that are so in need right now look around anyone you know if you know you know if you've known anyone in that industry they are struggling yes. to find full-time even part-time workers what a great opportunity for so many retirees right now and you're probably the better you know thing you're not going to be out drinking all night and everything like that you're right you're going to be a a good stable employee for these people. Yeah. And I think that more and more uh, restaurants are going to find some value in people looking to fill those spots being that age. So yeah, uh, more mature, more mature workers and filling some of those openings in, in the restaurant yeah. industries. That has been an industry that's been hit harder than any other, even chain chain restaurants and chain fast food places. They can't get enough workers. No. So, well, yeah, I tell you what, Matt, we are out of time for today's show, but it was a good one. I'm glad we got all the way through that. A lot of great options there for our listeners. Now, Matt, before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you if they have any questions on finances, financial planning, retirement income planning. Well, the easiest way is to give us a call, 800 339 9252. Unless you live on your smartphone or computer, then the easiest way is to get us online, compass-ltd.com. That's the easiest way. Those are the two easiest ways. And, you know, if any of this stuff, you want to see how this works, or if you think you might need a couple extra dollars in your retirement, you're not sure, you don't know how long your money's going to last, you want to make sure your money outlasts you and not the other way around, give us a call. That first visit, always complimentary. There's no cost. There's no obligation. We're not going to try and sell you anything. We're going to tell you the steps you need to put a financial comprehensive financial plan in place. And uh, it's that simple. Give us a call or visit us online. All right. Sounds great, Matt. And that does it for today's episode of the Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to the Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252. 
or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC, Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.